Four friends, my better friends, to a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek Bateman. My name is Matt Stone. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I am East Side Three. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just I'm uh, Zach Ryder, I guess. Cool. I, mean, I could. I mean, if we're doing NXT names, I could just be Zach Evans. I'm. Oh, then if we're doing, I'm Matt. I'm Matt Hardy. Cool. Not NXT names. I'm doing W. I'm doing legend names. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, we're a podcast, a professional wrestling podcast on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Um, we are starting a new series. Ooh, it's called Fringe. I've heard the first season's pretty bad. <laughs> and it gets good and then it gets bad again. <laughs> we are starting a new series, Franklin and Bash. Yeah. Yeah. If you came here, uh, you know, uh, to our rebrand uh, as to to hear more about wrestling, you are sorely mistaken. We are now watching uh, crime dramas. We were not here for Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> Fuck out. And we will be reviewing them episode by episode. Yep. Yep. Season uh, by season. Well, this is actually now a supernatural podcast. So scene we're by scene. We're gonna be going for seventeen years. I, I do like my Batman voice. Oh god. <laughs> I'm I'm gay for the angel. Fuck, dude. Yeah, right. Give us what we want, CW. Yeah, WB, what do, what do, whoever the fuck what do we, carries what that do we, show. What do we want? We want Castiel and Dean to fuck each other, bro. I want Triple H at WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, okay, no, I, I have Jensen no Apples. idea what I watched. I have no idea way, what you guys are talking. about. I watched about. way more Supernatural than I'm sure oh, anybody, I've never watched anybody any, on this podcast. I just know the Miz, the Miz is in an episode. I just know the That's shitty cool. dude from uh, Gilmore Girls is the main character, and it ran for ever. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it. Ju- yeah, I, yeah. We've honestly talked about it too much. That show got bad. <laughs> um. But that's not what we're here. No. That's not actually what we're here to talk about. If you're, Ooh. if you want supernatural content, you should go check out a podcast I produce called "This Could Be Gay." Mm. 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 It, it gets brought up. Um, or listen to the DC Talk album "Supernatural." <laughs> same. Just listen to DC Talk. Same exact content. Uh, same exact content. Um, okay, we're gonna talk about NXT, uh, the greatest wrestling show of all time. Um, NXT. Um, let's. What are what are what are your guys' personal histories with NXT besides Isai? Because Isai fucking watched it from the beginning. I mean, that you can go into that too. We don't need to exclude him because. <laughs> but 
Um, I know. If, if anything, wouldn't that ma- make it so like I should be like talking even more? I yeah, mean, that yeah. means you, you should just probably go last since it segues into what we're actually talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'll go last. I appreciate that, Zach. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. Uh, Derek you have Friedman. the you have the main event knowledge. Yeah, you have the main event knowledge. Yeah. I guess I'll go. I'll go first because yeah, I I didn't know really about NXT until we started doing this podcast, and then I I still dragged my feet on watching it for a while. My first episode was the one with Oscar and uh, Nikki Cross in their Iron Iron Woman match. Um, and that was July or August of 2017. Yeah, and from then on, I was like basically all in. And um, I no, remember NXT, <clears throat> not AEW. <laughs> I remember watching the pay per view uh, with Isai, where I think Bobby Roode won, or maybe it was Bobby Roode's last match there. Bobby Roode. One oh of, yeah, one of those two. I don't remember. Was that Bobby and was that when Drew took it off Bobby? Was Drew, Drew took it off Bobby? Drew, Drew took it off of uh, Elidolo. Oh, right. Elidolo took it off Bobby. Whoa, Who took it off Drew? Bobby? No, Elidolo took it off of Other way Drew. around. Yeah, Alito That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. gaslight me, bro. Drew? Yeah, Drew took off Bobby. <laughs> no. Is it yeah, weird okay. that I forgot Drew was in NXT? He wasn't there for long. He was NXT champion. Um, that's when Adam Cole debuted as well. He was there yep. for well, a cup of coffee. Wait. At uh, Brooklyn 2 or 3. Yeah, because I do. I, I remember. That's why I love. That's one of the reasons I love Adam Cole so much. I watched he came his, in there going hard on fucking skinny jeans. I watched his Adam Cole. I watched Adam Cole's entire career in NXT, almost every single episode. So, like Adam Cole was my guy. He was my guy, and then Johnny was my guy, and then Aleister Black was my guy. I had lots of guys, and they were all in NXT. Yeah. Io Shirai was my gal. Cancel yeah. Ray was my gal. Velveteen uh, Dream. Don't, Shay- don't rewrite history. Shayna. I mean, I loved him. I will. I mean, that Alistair Velveteen match was great. Um, he's a shit fuck. Um, I hate him. But um, but yeah, like fucking Shayna Baszler fucking running shit. Undisputed era. Then like later on the fucking the way the Gargano family like that was that was very recent, but it was very good. The um, finest Kona Reed. Yeah, man. Finest. Dan Matha. <laughs> what but, could have been? But yeah. What could have been with Dan Matha? That's a really quick, brief overview of Tino Sabatelli, just all the hits. Oh, and oh, we, yeah. wait, were Enzo and Castle on the main roster by the time I was watching? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they were the by sh- the time I was watching. They so. were, I missed miss, They were my hook into wrestling, which kind of sucks. No, I'm with you. My 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 history exactly lines up with Derek's history. I I just I know the shared Lamborghini days of uh, oh man, of that was Ridimo and Tino Sabatelli. Yep, yep. That's that's the that's the golden era. I before watching it, I just like because I knew it. I thought it had been birthed out of for some reason. You know, like I was like, oh, it's their developmental thing. I was like, okay, so it's like they're like FCW or whatever deal. So I didn't even realize it was like a show. And then when I did it was a I before I ever watched it I knew I, so I was like okay so it's like a reality show what is it but I because I hadn't been aware of the rebrand and then so yeah I came in with that same generation uh, when we started the doing this podcast the crowd stop your feet to the ground and then it was luckily you know it just happened to be that through line of good wrestling through a lot of really bad wrestling mm-hmm. until all but recently mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Until, you know, and that's and that's personal. That's personal flavors. There's maybe people who, no, whose entire no, 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 whose entire boats might be floated by NXT 2.0, but something tells me that's not the case. I think they're going to be rebranding I think soon again. Where I've come to with that show is I don't hate that show, but I hate that it replaced what it replaced. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a I think it's a solid developmental show. Yeah, it just replaced something that wasn't a developmental show anymore. So, yeah. um, my kind of history with it. So. I started watching wrestling again at WrestleMania 32. Um, and I got into it from very smarky podcasts, basically. Like, it was my entryway back into wrestling. Peter Rosenberg, and your favorite. Genuine I mean, wrestling honestly, boys? Honestly, yes. Like, it was Rosenberg at that point. I just yeah. the cheap heat. And, and uh, eventually, what became Masked Man Show on the ringer, because, like, David Shoemaker had left cheap heat to go start that. Um, and so I heard about NXT, like, pretty quickly. Like, same recaps, basically talking. Also talked about Takeover that weekend, um, which was Finn versus Joe. Oh, so I I I torrented NXT Takeover. Damn, and watched it on my computer in a coffee shop. Um, the actually, same seat that I eventually watched uh, um, Wrestle Kingdom Eleven sitting in that same coffee shop. <laughs> you know like six months later or whatever uh, dang took up quite so, a bit of real estate to yeah, quite a bit of real estate in that coffee shop at, at, at dawson's downtown yeah absolutely oh, yeah. i did for a very long time um so I, I got in that you know and was immediately pretty hooked into this different type of wrestling like it was way more similar to the stuff that i grew up in like in the you know um ruthless aggression era like loving like that super technical like high work rate style. So I got into it pretty immediately. The first episode I actually watched of TV was sometime that following summer. I, it was when Roderick Strong debuted. Mm-hmm. Cause I just kept hearing like, Oh, this is a cool, like indie dude you should check out. Like from those same podcasts, like those same podcasts all worshiped Roderick Strong back at that point. Um, the like work oh, yeah. rate indie smart fan. So um, check that out as him. It was the beginning of the dusty roads classic that year and him teaming up with Austin Aries. Mm. Yeah, I mean the greatest man that ever lived. Yeah, that's his nickname. Oh, I thought you were describing him because I mean that fits. Um, Yeah, so I just started watching for that and became my favorite show. Legitimately, recent months, like when it went away, it's made it harder for me to watch wrestling because I don't have my favorite show to watch anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So me. Yeah. That's it. We say. All right. So I was watching Deep South Wrestling in two thousand. Here we go. Here we are. Here we go. Nobody's watching Deep South Wrestling. <laughs> um, no, I remember watching season one of NXT, the reality show, um, because um, Brian was going to be on it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is going to be cool. And like they paired him with The Miz and like, which is Jeff's kiss. Yeah. Like, it's so per- it's so perfect mm-hmm. um, because it's like, of course they do this. Like it's. You're gonna get so many people mad at this alone. I'm sure Brian fucking loved that. Like he, he, I knew. I'm sure he knew. He's like, oh yeah, they're putting me with the reality show guy who can't wrestle. And real uh, William Regal is somebody else's coach. Is with the the meathead. (laughs) Yeah. And so yeah, I um, just I watched that season. Um, it was whatever. We'll get into that. We'll talk in depth. Then I watched a little bit of season two. Um, but then just fell out because it, it that show fucking went through some shit. Yeah, and, um, and it was on sci-fi, right? 
Yeah, like it, for the first three seasons. Like, was it filmed after like Raw or SmackDown or something? Because the crowds so, looked massive. It was before. Okay. Yeah. So like they would like film like main event like on Raw and then film like NXT on like before SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Like, however they would. Do okay. That. Um, and so I kind of just fell out. I would catch some like random matches and stuff. Uh, just because it'd be like, oh, it's Trent Beretta versus Tyson Kidd. I want to watch this. Um, and then it like I remember when it rebranded, and I was like, cool. Well, like fucking Tyler Black's like signed now, and like Chris Hero signed. Yeah, because you were an indie boy at this point, right? Yeah. Had you gone like, to Bully yet? No. Okay. But like then Pack was signed. I'm like, okay, you know what? I gotta just check out this NXT show that they're. It's just gonna be like exclusively on Hulu. So I got a Hulu subscription just for that. Like before there was even the title, because I remember watching the title tournament, um, and it just kind of was a a fun show, but it was still developmental. Then they'd had like NXT arrival. Then it just like from then like when they signed Kevin and all this shit, it just snowballed into my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Um, like and it was just like especially as it went into the more work rate, like. You get the Kyle O'Reilly's and the Adam Cole's in there. I mean, and Shins- Shinsuke fresh from Japan, right? Yeah, Shinsuke fresh from Japan. Um, like when you start getting all these guys there, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is the mm-hmm. like. And they were doing. Oh, sorry, Isaac, go ahead. I was like, they're even like they would bring in random guys too, and like not even guys who are signed, but it's like Rhino. Like he got a job back, just teaming with Baron Corbin. It just like I don't know. It was just such a cool mix, and it just felt like they were doing something different that WWE's never done, and it like kind of scratched that itch of watching a cool independent show, but then it also has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was just gonna say before we ever even get into it, that just made made me think. Eastside, don't spoil it for them, but can either Derek or Matt can you name who uh, Seth Rollins defeated? To win the first NXT championship. Bo Dallas? No. Who did Seth Rollins defeat to win the first inaugural NXT championship? Wait, I thought Bo Dallas was the first champ. No, Seth Rollins was. No. Oh. Seth Rollins was the first champ. And um, to get that title, he Triple H. Beat... No. No, don't even spoil it for him. I wanted them to, to find this out when we get to it. Because it's right back. hilarious. The big guy. No, no. You're not going to Sh- get it. It's Shane O'Mac. Yeah, I wish I know. No, just keep that in the back of your head because right, okay, okay. the, okay. the reveal is going to underwhelm and surprise you, David Arquette. <laughs> it's gonna shock you because it's none other than it's the, the shock, shock master. <laughs> oh my god, sick! Oh, I look Isn't forward it to finding out. That Bo Dallas beat Biggie for the title. Not, it's actually not that crazy. At that not time, that crazy. not that wild. It's pretty wild. Not that crazy. At son that time, yes, it is. At son that of a time, still was. Son of, son of, son of a legend, uh, former B team tag team champion. God, B team. I B forgot team. about the B team. They rocked. No, they Mrs. Did. Goons. They could have been was, something. The, the Miztourage. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Let's... NXT was just super cool. Then with like the whole rebrand and it kind of. Uh, just changing flavors again. We're like, hey, let's talk about the good old days. Yep. Yeah. So, like, our, in order to talk is, about the good old days, we gotta talk about the shit before. Yep. Because our we're all kind of. I mean, we we've coalesced around our our you know are we we've collectively climaxed right 
We just add. Well, that's one way to. I guess that's a different way of saying what I just said. <laughs> but uh, that we we climaxed around the. It's the black and gold era. Like that's. But we got to lead up to the black and gold, uh, uh, undisputed era by talking about its humblest of beginnings. Yes. When it was just kind of. It was black and kind of more yellow. A little more yellow, just sprouting out of the seeds of toughing up. Yeah. So it started out as a reality show in uh, February uh, 23rd of 2010. 12 years ago? 12 years ago. Yeah, it, it uh, came off the heels of the of the demise of the WWE CW. Yeah, yeah so that's what yeah. I learned that in doing research for this, which I thought was crazy, was that like because the WWE rebrand of ECW was such an abject failure, that that they were like, all right, this, we this is something completely. Different. We got to do something different. What's hot right now? Uh, Real Housewives, um, Victorious, uh, what? Pawn what Stars. If we, what if we Pond build stars. in an excuse for the wrestling being bad? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like okay, we need to. It's just like it's so funny because I think there's it lines up perfect that 2010 WWE is like we need our own reality show, and we've seen them make reality shows since. But that, total Bellas, that, total divas. Yeah, but so maybe maybe they needed to have that first run of uh, being like, oh, so we shouldn't do a reality show directly, directly preceding our actual wrestling show. Well, and the yeah. issue is like the way it was presented as a reality show, but with wrestling and with wrestling in the arena that their normal show takes place in. It all it does is call the light to the fact that their show is a re- a reality show, like that wrestling already is that but they're not presenting their normal show that way. So the fact the two aren't that different. So that means it's just like, Oh wait. So what's different from real world and WWE. And it shows, says, Oh wait, there's not that much of a difference, but yeah. Cause the Miz is in both that. places. Hmm? Yeah. That's if anything, WWE is just not shy about how they kayfabe their storylines. Mm-hmm. Wherein there maybe the real wives or housewives or like real world. Stuff like that. It's a little bit. They try to blur the line a little bit more. With WWE, you just have zero. It's like all you're you're banking on is suspension of disbelief. Which, if you bought the ticket, you're there to do such a thing. Uh, but you know, as we might see here in these early seasons, that can get very exploitive of people's time and energy and and care and care for yeah. wrestling. And when you're mixing stuff that's predetermined and then a shoot, and both are supposed to be competitive. It just makes it, and when fans know that that's the case, that just makes it like not compelling the whole time. Because yeah. like, even if something's real, you don't trust that it is, and when it's fake, you it's not that entertaining. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So the, so the, the, the I was gonna say the thing is like episode one hits, and like it honestly it wasn't that bad. Like, no, but episode one's it, pretty got, cool. Because it's like oh here's little profiles. Here's like what we're doing. Here's the people. You get and then here's they, a Daniel Bryan versus Chris Jericho match. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The world heavyweight champion fighting Daniel Bryan, and it's just like it was like okay, maybe this is gonna be kind of cool. It's a little different, but then it's like very quickly it went downhill. Um, real quick with Daniel, the Daniel Bryan of it all, was this his first time before he choked out that guy with a tie? Yeah. So. This is the guy at the tie is at the end of this season. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And 
this is his second run technically with the company because he had a developmental deal, right, Isai? Yeah, like two thousand two. Yeah, super early in his career. Okay. Um, but yeah, the the structure of the show essentially was they had these rookies and they paired them with pros. Um, so I'll run down that. Uh, we had Wade Barrett with Chris Jericho, uh, David Atunga with R Truth, Justin Gabriel with Matt Hardy, Heath Slater with Christian, uh, Darren Young with CM Punk. Skip Sheffield with William Regal, Daniel Bryan with The Miz, and Michael Tarver with Carlito. And so what's really funny is that WWE, in like one fell swoop, got internet wrestling fans so mad. Because number one, they paired out Bryan with The Miz. And number two, they changed his name from Bryan Danielson to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And people were not happy. <laughs> that's a, so that's... A, Given the, the context of the time, the people who knew knew that, of course, Brian Danielson had already made quite the name for himself. Like he, But was anyone else on that roster? Like, I, other than the, maybe that I, I can't put myself, you know, I, like the test of time has shown that Skip Sheffield became Ryback. And, and now, you know, we know beat him more. But like, was there anybody else on that that had any sort of like feel even remotely in that world of like brian where it's like oh some people know this person and P- there's kind of like an idea here pj black pj black a little a, a little, little a little bit he was still young and he was mostly formed but like he had a little bit of who who right. did pj black become um justin gabriel justin, justin gabriel. gabriel okay and like david otongo was a football guy right yeah and his it's against to uh, jennifer hudson oh yeah and that's yeah. what they exploited for most of the show like that's why yeah. you're here because your wife's famous all of his, ce- all of his celebrity friends that are rocks. wishing him well and then like ryback was actually like signed like for a long time he was on a on tough enough <laughs> i was gonna say because right i don't think that was ryback's first cup of coffee as they call it yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah tough enough this is a, a weird tangent wasn't fucking velveteen dream on tough enough Yes. Was yeah. he like 13? Because he was young when he got signed to NXT, he was, right? He was, eight, he was 18 okay. in the final season of Tough Enough. And then okay. he was like, yeah, 21 when he signed. Jesus. Okay. Um, he was the crud guy there. <laughs> that weird? That is weird. He's like, you guys need to be watching tapes and indies. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the fucking like, MMA fighters like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get paid. <laughs> But like half of half of the pros and rookies, there was a lot of turmoil. They didn't get along. Like oh, CM Punk CM- was an asshole. Yeah. Uh, fucking the Miz and Daniel Bryan really didn't get along. And what's cool about the Miz and Daniel Bryan is they did a good job just keeping that going throughout Daniel Bryan's career. Mm-hmm. The two have amazing natural chemistry in that yep. I don't think they like each other, but, they, but I think they respect the hell out of each other. There's yeah. also something really, really interesting at the idea of pairing, like, yeah, making the indie fans piss because there's this, like, thing where The Miz is supposed to have any sort of leg up on Brian. But then it, if you look at the, the ecosystem they jumped into, The Miz is perfectly suited to, to maybe give Brian what he doesn't have, which is that WWE fucking bland flavor. Yeah. And, and he needs someone to, to you know... The dole is shine a little bit. So I really, I think it's perfect. Perfect. Like, makes sense. It is but perfect it, for, as an angle, and honestly, and actually perfect if you, if there's anything that Daniel Bryan needs developmental for, it would be the only things that The Miz could offer Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is, it's just how to be a company shill and, like, you know, be 
kind of basic enough for the camera and whatever. But uh, so it totally makes sense. And then having like Brian be like, I want to learn from fucking Regal over here. That's like my fucking dude. But was well, the whole, already did. was the whole first season then based around basically that story? I mean, obviously he, Daniel didn't win, but uh, he got eliminated like first. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, his whole thing was like a he, losing streak. He was, vo- he was the fucking guy. He, him, and Ta- Tarver were voted off because they didn't believe in themselves enough. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want to be there. They, they, WWE. This is like among the things WWE I've ever seen. Like had their cake and ate it too. Like they, they had the story. They were using his failure as a storyline. Like legitimately, that was a storyline. But they were also still burying him. <laughs> Yeah, and it seems like so everyone from the first season so it wasn't really a competition because like at least in the first season these were all signed people right like they yeah, were, everybody was already signed to developmental even if they lost they were gonna like keep going yeah they're not losing their jobs yeah so it wasn't like tough enough it wasn't like Eek Master tough, yeah it was even like on tough enough like ended up like signing like six of the people yeah but no, it's like, yeah, the, it's like just to become like the next breakout star was their term. Okay, okay. And I think you got like a title shot and shit and all what this was, kind of stuff. I guess the other question I have though is what was the initial fan reaction? Because we know it now as like a bit of a farce. We joke about the reality show days. But was there, given the time, given it 2010, kind of a heyday of like the reality TV show thing, was there like an appetite for it? Or were people pretty quickly like, just put, to, please don't put this in front of me. Um, at first, I mean, it was fine, especially going into the angle at the end of the series, at the end of the season. Yeah. Because then it was like, oh. Then it was cool is, for six months. It was, it was really cool for a few months, and then it, it was not cool. So, because out of the first season, because we're not going to talk episode by episode by no. episode. Out, no. out of the first season comes the Nexus, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So, what, what happens is, um, like, the, like the Wade Barrett's the winner. And then on that night on Raw, they um, CM Punk and John Cena were having a match. And CM Punk was and, wearing a weird mask. Yeah, this is when he got his head shaved. Oh, okay. Um, and so, um, not weird. It's also so weird seeing Big LG as part of the fucking Sober Squad. I know. <laughs> um, and so, definitely, he's probably drunk there. And so then, like, I mean, to be to so is Serena D about all of them. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they, like, all the all the dudes from NXT started showing up just, like, around the ring and then beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. Mm. And, and, like, it was, like, nobody knew it was coming. And, like, the way they did it was so, like, wild. They, like, tore up the ring. They just, like, were choking out Justin Roberts, which is fine. <laughs> His retribution part one. Yeah, it, it, was, it was super cool, though. And it was like, oh, what's happening? And then it's like... From that, you know, Brian got fired. Because um, <laughs> he wasn't I, supposed to choke him. Yeah. <laughs> it was a corporate thing, and they brought him back mm-hmm. eventually. They, they but, all knew that they were firing him to eventually bring him back. Like, you've heard in stories about that. It's basically just like, hey, we have to do this. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. like, Sorry, you can't choke someone out with their own necktie on TV. <laughs> there's, ki- there's kids and sponsors. So we'll call you back down the road when people cool off about yeah, it. At, at yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah. And so they... They do that, and it's, like, fucking wild. And it's, like, everybody's, like, super in on this. Everybody's, like, all right. Like, this is going to be cool. They're building a new group. Like, Wade Barrett is, like, 
Like, like, oh, this guy's gonna be a world champion mm. sooner one of, rather than later. One of the biggest misses in WWE history. Like, and it's not his fault. In no. anyway, he got every single thing he did over, except when he got, except when he kept getting injured. Yep. Again, not necessarily his fault, but it's you know we've yeah. seen that we've seen that is. happen with victims of circumstance many times, where like Hideo yeah. Tommy could have had so many things, but it was just injury after injury stopped anything in its in its tracks. Yeah, yeah. and so like everybody's like, all right, here we go, and they're going with them. They're beating the fuck out of everybody. Come to SummerSlam that year, and the fucking team of it was Summerfest of which Summer, year? Oh, was it twenty ten? Yep, Summerfest mm. twenty ten. Okay. And you got John Cena, Bret Hart, Chris yeah. Jericho, Edge, and the returning Daniel Bryan as Team WW. Wait, was it Punk wasn't in that team? No. Oh, I thought he was for some reason. He was a baddie. Okay. And Daniel Bryan replaced The Miz in that team. Oh. Which, again, continuing the storyline... Against the Nexus. And it was bullshit. This is where it went downhill. Oh, man. John Cena gets fucking hit like, with like a DDT on the floor. Gets like hit with a finish on the floor and ends up beating everybody. Did, he, did, didn't he legitimately beat all of them? He beat, like, yeah, it was like three on one. Jesus. And he beat them all. Including and Wade Barrett, this guy that like they're pushing. That just yep. won the whole fucking shebang. Clean, <laughs> clean as a sheet in the middle of the ring. With an SDF. Um, yep, and so it's not even like he got caught with a move in like one, two, three. Clean as a fucking he made sheet. Barrett tap out. And apparently Edge and Jericho were talking to Cena. I was like, dude, we can't do this. Like, this is not got to change. And Cena's like, no, like this is, this is what we're doing. Like, apparently they couldn't budge Cena and they couldn't like because if, you know, he goes up to the boss, like, hey, this is what we should do, Vince is going to have changed. Yeah, because this is yeah. Cena on top, right? This is untouchable Cena. Like, mm-hmm. he's this, is literally, this is literally the peak of it. And he like, was yeah. and he was politicking I, at this point instead of well, being a good a, Oh, yeah. And I, seems- he, he has politicked for a good chunk of his career, but I'd say that this was the, the most insidious it ever was. Mm-hmm. It, after this-, this, I think it turned into a more of a legitimate, like, hey, you have to earn your spot so prove yourself to me versus him burying people yeah um i, I he, he's he's like said he regrets this choice since that's then. the thing because time has shown that this move on cena's part at being at the p- pinnacle of, of his career there is like his first kind of real grasp at hanging on to something that's going away and so it is this that like total misstep where it's like triple h had like maybe 30 of those um, moments where things were going away for him and he kept holding on to things. But like with Cena, yeah, it seems like burying the Nexus uh, was the the first real grasp of like, you know, his his uh, you know his decline, which just happens with everybody. You can't you can only stay at, on top for so long. And the thing is, is like it was already rough. Yeah, we're already getting the Cena sucks stuff. Oh, but like for years. Yeah. This is this is Cena's Triple H beating Booker T at WrestleMania. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Less racist, but yeah. Yeah, less racist. <laughs> and so then he just kind of like literally goes through them like one by one and then beats them all. And then it's just like it's nobody cares about the Nexus anymore. 
And then they make the new Nexus with CM Punk by 2011. Oh, and that's what it was. Okay. And and then the core, which was like the SmackDown version, it was like Wade Barrett and like Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel. One of the most like amazingly terrible T-shirt designs you will ever see. In your life. <laughs> it looks like the logo for a um, like GI Joe knockoff that you would find in the to- like t- terrible toy aisle of a grocery store. Tight. So while this is all happening, while the stuff with the Nexus is happening there, and then the new Nexus is NXT still within its reality show grounds? How long did yeah, what, what was its run of a reality show? Season, Three seasons. It was four, five, was five four. seasons, and, five. Wow. and season Six two seasons in a movie. And season two started on June eighth of twenty ten. Yep, and so it was like kind of like they'd split it up into half years. Okay, um, and so uh, season two uh, contestants. Yeah. Alex Riley, Eli Cottonwood, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia link. (laughs) He was not good. He was was so bad. He was just seven foot two, but he was like one of those just guys that they wanted to, uh, um, like push because he was tall. (laughs) That's literally it. Uh, Husky Harris, Lucky Cannon. Michael McGillicuddy, Percy Watson, and then the person that gave everybody a bunch of concussions, Titus O'Neil, and Caval, the eventual winner. Yeah, and uh, uh, Caval was paired with Lay Cool, Layla yeah. and Michelle McCool. McGillicuddy was paired with Kofi Kingston. Alex Riley was paired with The Miz. Husky Harris was paired with Cody Rhodes. That's weird to think about. Um, also, for those who don't know, Husky Harris became Bray Wyatt. Um, Percy Watson uh, was with MVP. Uh, Lucky Cannon was with Mark Henry, and Eli Cottonwood was with John Morrison, and Titus O'Neil was Zach Ryder. That's uh, very this, strange. These are, again, whoever had the great logic of putting the Miz and Daniel Bryan together, same logic for fucking Lay Cool with Loki. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Like the the this show is terrible. <laughs> But that's some of the funniest comedy writing I've heard in my life. It's pairing Lay Cool with Loki. Yeah, and one thing we didn't mention about the first season and this season is they had to do challenges, like carrying a keg around, and if they obstacle courses and obstacle courses and fucking jousting that you'd see at a company party. And then winning a winning a challenge would correlate to like an in ring, like either a shot at a title or not maybe not it'd a be, title, it'd, but like a shot at like immunity. a chance or a, oh, from immunity. being eliminated. Yeah, because the one that I thought was interesting about that specifically in the first season, it sounds like Heath Slater shoot wins a keg toss or a keg, <laughs> carrying. keg carrying competition. He ran around the ring carrying a keg in twelve seconds, which is when- fucking. Impressive. Looking the, at Daniel Bryan do that is sad. Yeah. And, and it, it's like embarrassing to do to him. And even a bunch of dudes way bigger than Heath Slater, you can just tell that like, oh, Heath's got good cardio and he's strong enough to lift that thing. So yeah. Like, but, when, it, yeah, when this, you see someone who's pound for pound strong as fuck, it's like, whoa. It, oh, yeah, it, Heath. it always like th- this show is plagued by the, the same thing that has happened to WWE. Literally anytime they involve shoot competition mixed with wrestling is they just like someone wins that's not supposed to. And they or can't like, complain about think. it because it was a shoot. And what happens is there. Yeah. So like he for that specific one, he wins. Great. His 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 victory is that he gets to have a match against Kane, in which he loses in two seconds. Which is like it's funny. 
that is perfect for Heath Slater's eventual character. Exactly. In it's, WWE. It's, re- it's really funny, but as like, if, if anything, it just feels more of like, it feels like something to warm up the crowd before a taping of SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, it's for which a shoot, is what it was, yeah. but like, I for don't know. A shoot, it, it's just that, that's a pretty cool reward for like just a, a wrestler like trying to make it into WWE is taking a bump on TV, like taking an iconic finisher from Kane on absolutely. TV. Like that's actually a good chance to like show your like bumping ability for like a veteran in a locker room leader. That's actually like for a shoot a pretty cool reward. Yeah, I was thinking like that's it's actually pretty funny. But like, did that anything from season one like those kind of antics change into two and three and four and those? Or they was just, that pretty much the formula? It was the formula, but they, like the challenges would get a little wackier. Um, and then especially like a joke telling contest. On season three is like when it got really bad. And that was the one with all the women. Um, and was it so, was it just women in season three? Yes. Okay. And so, um, back to season two. Yeah. Like they had some odd ones, like. Like fucking McGillicuddy, who ended up being Curtis Axel, they gave him his Joe Henning, Kurt Henning's son, Mr. Perfect. Oh, they they give him the name of Michael McGillicuddy, <laughs> and it's just like that's not a name. Um, and it's just like it was so bad. He cut like they cut like the weirdest promos uh, because it'd be like, here's the word, cut a promo on it. I think I think it was Eli Cottonwood cut like the oddest one about that shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, because they would just be like, it's like a, it's like whose line is it anyway? Like, yeah, improv, it's like toss out a improv yeah, toss out a, yeah, exactly in front of thousands of people, which is yeah, fun. And, Objectively, and, it's a fun to watch someone eat shit in front of. A yeah, big and camera. It, it got it was just really weird. And then it's like obviously, like the weirdest part is like Caval was like just Caval being there, like low key. The fact that he was a signed and b just doing this, it was wild. And that they trusted him to go out on national TV every week. And it, like he, yeah, it's true. That doesn't work for me. No, I'm a world class striker. <laughs> he said that. Oh, uh, this is a sidebar about Loki. He was doing a match with a guy named Jigsaw in Evolve, and Sapolsky wanted him to go like 18, but he was like, "No, I'm a world class striker. That match didn't go more than six minutes." <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And was before this, was he already making a name for himself on the Indies? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, not even making it. In. He, he had made. It. Oh, okay. 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 So okay. Like, yeah. So even though I've never heard of Caval before, I started researching this. Loki was a big deal. Okay. Okay. Um, he was. He'd already been like IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Like, oh Jesus. Okay. He had. Yeah. He had already done a lot. Like he. He was multiple like time Ring was, of Honor champion. Like. Yeah. He was already a big star as far as the independent world at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, and so he ends up actually winning the fight, which makes sense. Like, like looking at the list of people and then like the, um, like kind of where they were in their careers, like Husky Harris, who later became Bray Wyatt. He like, first off, they didn't know favors with the fucking name. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's like ch- a real chubby guy named Husky. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's kind of fat. And then they actually did the keg run on this one too. And it's very famous because somebody takes a spill. And this person then took a spin. Titus? Mm-hmm. Oh, Titus. Titus, world slide, baby. Yeah. Titus, uh, Titus is alignment through and through that if his upper body gets up over his legs, he's not staying upright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it did. It was really funny, but it's like they got wackier and wackier. Kind of the cool part, though, to come out of this was actually the rise of Alex Riley. 
Okay. Because um, they paired him off with The Miz, and it was like super cool. Because this is also when The Miz was going and becoming, uh, he was going to become a world champion here soon. Oh, wow. And, and so Alex Riley was a fucking good heater for her. He was a perfect heater because he had a very punchable face. He worked really well with The Miz. It's just like that whole like gimmick work. Um, but it was he got into uh, he got some heat with a certain pop star, and his push died. Randy was it John? John, oh. uh, always, always. I I, I legitimately like him. Like now that we're talking about this, I I've never put this together before, but. John Cena's like humbling, I think, and like, like real life, like you know, attitude adjustment, all pun intended. Um, definitely comes from like once he starts working with The Rock and someone is bigger than him for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, you Ooh, look yeah. at that. Like that's only you know that starts at the the Mania against the Miz, um, and then after that, that's kind of when you stop hearing about Cena really fucking people's careers just into the grave. Once he yeah. starts getting served a little fresh humble pie, mm-hmm. which I'm uh, thank, which I'm so thankful for because I'm enjoying Peacemaker as it's coming out now in, this, uh, in the year of our Lord twenty uh, twenty two. Yeah, you know what? Shout out John. I love him. Fucking love John Cena. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. I do not feel emotion, so I <laughs> will not reciprocate. But I appreciate you saying that much. I appreciate That's true. you. I know you're contractually obligated to pretend you don't have emotions, but. I see. I see. Behind it's uh, not a contract. It's called programming. <laughs> <laughs> I see and behind so, those eyes. And so, um, homeboy, Husky Harris and McGillicuddy kind of get they they get the call up after everything. Like they don't necessarily go back down to, um, Florida Championship FC- Wrestling. Yeah, they don't go back down to FCW, and so they join the Nexus and end up in the new Nexus. They also bring in like Mason Ryan and shit. So that's kind of how the Nexus keeps going. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lucky Cannon and. Um, oh, yeah, he got fucking fired like right like right after. OK, I was mind. just I was just looking up some of these names. I was like, oh, they didn't go very far. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go very far. Or do much past. Uh, yeah. OK, so he got fired right after. Uh, I want to see Eli Cottonwood. Um Probably got fired. I'm just looking it up because I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't have a link on Wikipedia. He's a nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, He's yeah, a real he pre- fucking nobody now, dude. Yeah, that's it. So I, I think that's... I think like that's all he did was that, and then he was fired. <laughs> Good for him, I guess. And hey, look all and look at all these years later. Here we are talking about him. How Probably long? Kind of, talk, kind of talking shit. I think per- Percy, Percy, I think, went down too. Did he get hurt? Is that why he's a commentator now? Um, I think he just retired. Okay. And how- he wanted to do other stuff. But, you know, he got sent back down to FCW. Um, but, the, like, Titus and everything for what... I think they just needed to get Titus O'Neil up. Because he's way older than, like, I think. Yeah, he's, like, almost 50 now. I want- he's a little fuck. He's how, super old. How long did Caval have his little run for? Like... Not very. Okay. So, uh, Survivor Series of that year, which is... What twenty ten? Yes, he fought. He fought Dolph Ziggler, and fucking rocked him with a kick. Oh, like knocked his ass straight out. It was great. It was an Intercontinental Title match on a pay per view, and like it was fine. And then he just kind of got jobbed out. And then, um, kind of depending on who you ask, um, he either requested his release or got fired. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it wasn't like too dramatic or anything. It's just like he wasn't like 
it's like they both knew it's like yeah this isn't this isn't it this isn't the place for him yeah and, and it wasn't that's why like nxt like you know fucking black and gold there right? yeah like he would have fit right in there mm-hmm. um but yeah not this one not this one a little ahead of his time low-key mm-hmm. yeah in a lot low of key, ways yeah like legitimately his style was like he's just a few years ahead of like everybody everybody like he was like a year or two ahead of like cm punk and daniel bryan on the indies like the like the point he was kind of the established guy that they were like beating in big like blow-off matches Mm. um but he never really had his moment because of that gotcha and so to move ahead a little bit i'm looking at season three here where it you know it goes downhill but it does look like a few of these names i mean a, a few of these at least more names made it into the yeah the spotlight. There yeah, in, let's talk in, about the, the previous two season. seasons. Yeah, we got we got Caitlyn with Vicky Guerrero, uh, Naomi with Kelly Kelly, AJ Kelly. with Primo. Ah, Primo Cologne. Oh, okay, okay. Um, One of the shining stars. Oxana yes. with Gold Dust. That would be fun. Oxana was the funniest because, like, uh, uh, where's she from? Is she Switzerland? She's from somewhere. Lith- Lithuania. Okay, there it is. It's I knew it was somewhere um not from here. Um but no, um they like randomly tur- like paired her up with fucking Cesaro like years later. And it was just the funniest you're both, thing. They're both European. And and that's like yeah, no, exactly. It was like legitimately that. I just always thought it was funny. She was so bad, but also her music was like the saxophone like Hell yeah. Oh, that's fun. Uh, we had Maxine with Alicia Fox. Um, Alicia Fox. And Jamie with the Bella Twins. So the later oh. half of that list, you know, maybe I'm less familiar with, but like AJ Lee and Naomi and Caitlin had uh, significant careers after that. They did, yeah. yeah. Um, and all of them so green at, at that point, you know, they're all, they're, Naomi's become great. Caitlyn became very good for her era. Like um, AJ Lee was great. Um, they were all pretty terrible, but that just shows how bad the Divas Division was at that I, point. I, yeah, this is the one I have seen the most clips from of just fucking god awful hey, promos. Detroit. Yep. Oh my yeah. god. Well, yeah. Also, it, like this awful. one's also marred by the fact that like the person that they were definitely gonna be pushing and highlighting the most was oh, I can't think of her name. The the woman who wasn't included, um, who was. The the Amazon gimmick woman. Oh yeah, she's like six out of waist or something like yeah, that. She's like six eight. She's like like absolutely gigantic, and they were definitely like highlighting her in the early like you know, press release stuff when they like announced mm. the cast. Um, mm. and then they found out that she'd done pornography and fired her. Oh, like that level of double standard. Like, yeah, even though they're ugh, yeah, seriously, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I believe, like, it was even like it was even like softcore porn. Like, not that that should even matter as a distinction between like, yeah, you know, different types of sex work. Like, hell yeah, but you that do you, that but at like, least takes. I feel like that takes more acting than getting full penned. Yeah, the, there you go. <laughs> I was just meaning right. more from like their corporate responsibility bullshit side. Like, oh, like from that, the optics. Yeah, the optics. like there's no reason for them to like. Okay, so like. There's yeah, especially like, all these old, all these old dirty birds up top. They're just doing it for fucking sponsors. You know they don't care. Only yeah. dirty birds. We just brushed by the fact that Matt said full penned. <laughs> oh yeah, I I'm still processing that. I mean, you know, same here. Um, so this is also when like 
commentary stops caring. Oh, because uh, was it was was it Michael Cole? Michael Cole, Josh Matthews, and then CM Punk was on it. Oh no! It was because he's so a bad. shithead. They were all he, such. He low key hates women. But he ended up marrying one of, one of one of them. <laughs> he ended up marrying a woman. He ended up marrying that? the best worker out of the bunch. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't but watch the didn't season. He I didn't watch like the season. Half of the roster. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He was not, chick, He was a chick magnet punk. Chick magnet punk. You know. Uh, I don't know. But no, it's not just like but, but, they just would bury everything that's happening in there. Yeah, because um, I know. I mean, it was the divas. Like it was a joke, right? Yeah. And it's like they couldn't do the diva search, but it's like they did this, and there was like a dance competition, the right. joke telling one. And then like, was there a bikini like the, contest? I was say, did they sex it up, like, or, so. or had they moved past that? Had they it moved was, enough past was, that? Okay, it was past sexing okay. it up. But they they, they, they gave like them a, some like promo material that was like, oh, you want to see a hot chick talk about shit or whatever, <laughs> right? Because that's like the archetype for like a female promo is like, I'm hot and you're not. That's always I, like, I mean, it can be done well. Like Mandy's doing it like well on NXT or I haven't watched the last couple of weeks, but yeah. like it's, it's a tried and true gimmick. Todd Chrisley does it well. Todd Chrisley. Well, cause he's 40. And he's not, hot. That's cause I'm hot. <laughs> I'm 40 and I'm hot. <laughs> um, I'm the gayest so, straight man alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Right yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, he's not straight. He's Christian. <laughs> but with I'm like, for the Lord, I want to get full penned by Jesus Christ. Just like his wrist did with them nails. Oh my oh, wow. god. This this fucking took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, dude, any of these fucking like any of these t- top TV these top TV folks, they're all getting fucking they're all getting fucking sauced. And they're all getting Boston sauced out there. So you back know. to the show. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it, it was it was Boston uh, sauced. <laughs> it was uh, it, it it was bad. Like there's not even no way around it. The wrestling was bad. The commentary didn't care. What my what the I'm wondering at this point awful. is like, I, is this is this making good ratings for them? Are people watching? No. Is it a popular program? Well, or why are they doing this? It? Is the and last season that it's on TV? So you tell me. Yeah, okay. this was so this was September of 2010, and like the the show was like create not created, but they just had to fill a slot right for because yeah. ECW was gone. They just had to I fill a slot right. on sci-fi, so they're they like, need, oh, let's they throw this something on, need something on TV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And boy, howdy, it was just <laughs> something on TV. Like, and it's like, it's funny to go back and watch now, but like these poor girls, and like, not, like probably two of them like actually wanted to become a wrestler, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're just put out to fucking die. Like, they were just put out there to die. And it's like, why do this to these poor fuckers? Yeah, and it, like we said, like you know, they've it kind of goes to show, like knock knock, how I long? said knock knock. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. The joke telling contest. <laughs> Watch the video I posted. It's um the it's the most Jamie. cringe thing I've ever seen in it my is. life. She literally got eliminated and fired the next week. <laughs> Yikes! Oh yeah, so like like Matt was saying, the only names I mean, I've only heard of Naomi and AJ, and then. Caitlyn was a big deal, right? But for a minute, she's a, she was a transition from divas to um, yeah. to like the era we have now of actual workers. Like she was a, a a good worker, like diva, and had like 
get an alternative hot topic style like you know like that yeah. sort of thing where like they let her look a little bit different um and stuff and like that was she was like a, she was a you know like step between those two okay two okay. things it's kind of weird though i mean like not we're not fucking this isn't breaking news here that wwe <laughs> is not fucking they don't invest nearly as much in their women wrestlers as they do in the male because obviously like it's so weird looking at this now being like Really, season three was also in 2010. Like, this all happened yeah, within the right same year. The same year. Season and, four and, was in 2010, too. And But then, like, you look at the amount of... And then they... they, they cause especially because this one started, you said, in September. Yeah. And August is Summerfest. So they just buried every single one of the people from season one. So it's like, oh, none of these fuckers are going to matter. Yeah. Because they just told me exactly. they're not going to matter. But it's just interesting, too, looking back at looking like how the entire career arcs of like Heath Slater in WWE is currently Daniel Bryan, Wade Barrett, like all of these fucking... I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's so weird just to see and like ride back and just seeing how these like big stories play out with these guys. And then it's like, oh, man, it kind of just feels like Naomi's just been chugging along. Like it's just a slow and steady like... It just feels like they really. So with with some of the people, though, like with a Daniel Bryan or something like that, it's like, sure they they have that they had factor. Already, well, they had already kind of done things. Like Wade Barrett got signed because he was wrestling over in the UK and was like doing things size. Like, and they were already in developmental for a bit. Whereas these girls, like, were just started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Na- Naomi was yeah, like just, yeah. just been an Orlando Magic cheerleader. I guess yeah, that's like what the dis- like almost all started. I guess that like- that's the disconnect in my head too. Is a, a lot of these guys from season one and two are just significantly older than any of the competitors on season three. So it's just like it's it's, it's just a bit of a disconnect there. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. It's it's pretty wild to think about. Like that's like that. This is Naomi starting wrestling like, and then she like really hit her stride like 2016, 2017 was still just like chugging away at it like. Mm-hmm. And like it really hit her stride like then and like has become like a great wrestler now. Like underutilized, like I know, wrestler. seriously, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And um Katrina or Maxine became Katrina in Lucha Underground. Okay. She was really she was cool in Lucha Underground. Mm. Harley Perez is her shoot. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, she was yeah. So she she ended up doing some stuff too, just not in the company. He quit in 2012. After like they kind of like were doing because they, we'll get to season uh, redemption season because it gets. Yeah, so season four, it looks like they have initial pros and then final pros. So, so you could like switch pros or like they started like adding some weird stuff or like people quit. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, we can go through the the seasons, but it seems like as I'm reading through these, it seems like you can just watch in real time. WWE stop giving a fuck about. I don't know the from show. from the clips Isai said. Um, I think season four or maybe it was five was maybe the best. I mean, Did it get good. Well, with the uh, with the Derek Bateman stuff of it all. I mean, it's true. I don't know. <laughs> So that's season four here. Yeah. So we got. Also, I just I highly recommend everyone go look up the uh, the uh, NXT seasons uh, Wikipedia and look at the uh, very fun picture of Fandango uh, that they have for season four. Just yeah. Anyone listening? He's just he's just you know <laughs> kind of having a rollicking good time. It seems uh, like. Yeah. So we got Jacob Novak. 
Uh, I'm not. You know what? I'm not gonna list all the switches and stuff. Uh, just, just, ah, Connor O'Brien, Byron Saxton, Derek Bateman, Brodus Clay, and Johnny Curtis. I thought Brodus Clay was like a big deal in like the older times. I didn't know he was a new guy, new-ish guy. So he had initially signed back in 2006. Okay. So he had been signed for a long time. And then, like, he did, like, the whole NXT run um, there. And and he was yeah. he the funky weapon? No, I that's... think of the Funkasaurus. Funkasaurus, yeah. <laughs> funky weapons, Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was, like a, like, a heater for Del Rio for a minute. Um, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. He sucks as a yeah, person. He's a shithead. Uh, he's 48 years old. Jesus. I found that out the other day because I was... I just went into a weird deep dive on something on Cage Match, and I saw he's forty fucking eight. He was forty years old when he was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Now that I now that I am looking at this, I definitely misspoke. Season four seems fun. You got, well, you got Fandango. You, you got EC three. Did you watch the videos he say said? I watched some of them. Derek I think- Bateman is a fucking treasure, and I wish he never got jacked and became EC three. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... The story he's, of EC3 is fucking out of his mind. Yeah. Strange. Like the first one, uh, the silly thing is they had to like basically play the newlywed game and Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman had their own answers. <laughs> like pr- pr- no matter That's what the, the question thing. was. And it was great. It was silly. So, yeah. I like that Daniel good. Bryan's a pro here as well. Like I imagine that was a quite the dynamic there in season four, as well as Daniel Bryan now being a pro. Yeah, within a year. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's 2010. Like, still. Less than a year. Yeah, this was December 7th of 2010. Um, but yeah, like I don't know when all these things were happening, but like the Valentine, the Derek Bateman, Johnny Curtis, like feud. Yeah, so that happens in like uh, NXT Re- uh, Redemption. Oh, okay, okay. And so, like, this season's just another regular-ass season. There goofy challenges and all that kind of stuff. Um, I will say Derek Bateman and Brian kind of being the highlight of this. It's because they're, they're just real fun. And then um, Johnny Curtis ends up winning. Yeah. Johnny Curtis um, becomes Fandango. Yeah, he becomes Fandango. But So he, like, wins this. And then, like... Um, He's at WrestleMania against Jericho in 2011, right? Uh, no. It's 2012, like a year later Thir- then? It's like 13 or okay. 14. Okay, I, I thought that was the same year. I was going to go, holy It'd be 13, because it was the same one that Taker and Punk, yeah? Okay. So how long was Fandango a thing before Breeze came along? Or Johnny Curtis a thing? Because was he rebranded as Fandango when Breeze came? Or was it before? No. Okay. No, that was for that WrestleMania was, match. That was his debut. Oh, okay. Totally separate. Okay. So here, here's the timeline on Fandango. Okay. I got. Okay. I got you. Cool. Um, we'll, we'll we'll tie it in with Johnny Curtis. So Johnny Curtis joins this season. Yes. Season four. I I I don't have much to talk about because I only have seen clips. Okay. But it is what it is. I, I know Jacob Novak, wrestling fucking <laughs> shits. Uh, Brian, Byron Saxton was signed for like eight years and he sucks. His, he his finisher. In that first in the match from the season is like one of those infamous things that ends up on like listicle videos all the time of like botched moves. Yeah, he like, was bad. It's so funny and bad. Yeah, and then it's like Connor O'Brien's Connor from the Ascension. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, and like he had been signed for a long time, and like then he find out he has like this really weird little like 
voice. Like, oh, hey, it's me, Connor. <laughs> that's that's the small, skinny rat-looking one, right? Not the big Colt Cabana-looking one. No, it's the it's big the, Colt one. Oh, it's, it's the, the Colt Cabana. Okay, big guy, big guy, little voice. Victor, Victor is the the rat. Yeah, Rick Victor. Yeah, but he has the rat voice. It's weird. <laughs> Like, hello, people think I'm weird. That's actually one, one of the promos. <laughs> anyway. People so think Curtis, I'm weird and keep calling me Colt. Um, Johnny Curtis wins against um, uh, Brodus Clay. That was the final two. So Curtis wins. Everybody's happy. Then he does these weird promos on SmackDown. And it's him, like, pouring milk all over himself. And he's like, no use crying over spilled milk. And, like, another one. Where he pulls the stuffed animal out of a bag, like the cat's out of the bag. And then he's like, I couldn't cut the mustard. And he's like, What's a knife to mustard? And I'm like, What is happening? Why would you do it? And, then, and so then it's like these real weird promos. And then he goes and loses in a squash match to Mark Henry and then just kind of like disappears. Goes back to like NXT, God, which is like fate. kind of the fate has, of all too many has changed and everything. At the same time, Kurt Hawkins is getting paired up with Tyler Rex. And they are just, um, they're doing the favors for everybody. Unlike all the shows, like all the shows, like Superstars or Main Event or whatever it's called at the time. Mm. And they give them, they're like, Triple H pulls them aside and he's like, hey, see you guys as a couple of dick dancers. <laughs> and he's like, you guys are going there. Strip, Magic Mike's hot right now. Get on stage. Capitalize. Shake your wee wee. So yeah, and th- like that was the deal. Is like they would go out and they put him in dance classes, and they would go and they had one match, and Vince loved it. It's like like when Vince heard about the idea, he's like, "They're on TV. They're squashing locals. They're gonna have a strip." He said that Vince loved every single thing about the match. He just wanted a post match dance. Like they don't just celebrate, then they also dance, and they were gonna like. The first one was Tux's. The next week was supposed to be Firemen. And it was under Vince's orders that they'd have to use the hose. <laughs> obviously. Next week, dress him up like a steak wrap. Drown, drown him in ranch so, dressing. This is where shit gets really weird. Is like they get like they get to the building that day, and it's like they get told by um I'm guessing Mark Carano. It's like on every single live event going forward, every single show, every single pay-per-view, you guys are booked. And Kurt Hawkins is like, I fucking did it. Like all this hard work and just, you know, getting beat by everybody. I'm gonna get a big push. Tyler Rex had quit that day. <laughs> and was still just hanging out and didn't tell him until they like had like the fireman <laughs> pants that they're gonna try on the tearaways. He's like, Oh yeah, I should tell you, I quit. Fuck. And so then Kurt Hawkins starts freaking out, finds Triple H and says, Hey, give me um give me Johnny Curtis. He's not doing anything right now. Um, have him dance with me. And then they're like, well, can he dance? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I can't dance. And so just, just then, to be clear, this is all like behind the scenes, right? Or is this playing out on camera? No, this is behind the scenes. Oh, okay. And so from there, they were like, okay, we're just going to shelve it. It's done. Um, but they then were just like, well, maybe we can actually still use Curtis as a dancer. <laughs> maybe we just get the fucking other guy out of here. So then it, it went from stripper to then to ballroom dancer because Vince wanted to go more dancing. <laughs> Dude, Vince and loves that's how, dancing. And that's Dude, how he did, became Fandango. When did it Dancing with the out, Stars premiere? And that's actually, I think, why he ended up yeah. beating Jericho 
is because like it was like a rib on Jericho. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Dancing with the Stars was in 05. So it was like, this was its prime. Oh, yeah. So so that's the weird story of Johnny Curtis. (laughs) I can't believe I I, I'm not realizing until we're doing this right now that this all happened. All of this happens in the course of two years. (laughs) All of this. And the oh, my God. Sorry, what you're saying? uh, Definitely like fucking Heath Slater in that because like. He's like a pretty like especially back then pretty jacked like super in shape dude. Tyler Rex is physically terrifying and like <laughs> looks like the weird giant dude that you'd see like basically like what Kevin Nash's character is in Magic Mike the like just the big dude. Yeah. That that's a stripper. That's Tyler Rex looks like that. Like Yeah. And so like the moment he's gone it's like, "Oh, you don't it doesn't quite stick so much anymore without that other dude." Yeah, Kurt Hawkins isn't the best looking dick dancer <laughs> but yeah, you know, so, i say some of us are born with it some of us are not and yeah. uh, good lord some of us have to use maybelline yeah yeah exactly but fandango all natural mm-hmm. now what the fuck is nxt redemption well so it's just like ink master redemption where uh old contestants come back you're so horny for Ink Master. <laughs> I, I really am. <laughs> so initially it started out like that. Like, exactly. It's like old contestants would come back to see who could win this season. I'm like, and, a, okay. But, but they, then it just like slowly evolved into like less of a game. And, it's and, like more, and then it just became a show. Like It just became a wrestling show. I was like, you, okay. you got Titus O'Neil paired up with Hornswoggle. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. So um, we got Jacob Novak with JTG. Who's that? Crime Time. Gangster? Crime Time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Byron with Yoshitatsu. Oh, my God. Really? That's who it was? was Yoshitatsu. Was Yoshitatsu, like, the precursor to uh, Jagged Time guy? The new guy? God, what's his name? Oh, the fucking... In NXT 2.0? Yeah, I fucking love him. Yoshi just kind of showed up one day okay. and then became Bullet Club Hunter in New Japan. Oh, OK. Him and Mr. Ass. And then Lucky Cannon with Tyson Kidd. Um, uh, also, OK, this is like really funny. It was Yoshitatsu. Um, he was in Japan. They got told, hey, you're going over here. Um, you're going to FCW and you're going to WWE. Like they just sent him over there. Nobody told the people who were running FCW. He just showed up. <laughs> like, All right, bud, I guess you're in. Sick. I guess go find a locker. Also, it was the first winner of a WrestleMania Battle Royal that the next year became the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Oh. He did win. He did win the Battle Royal. ECW legend. Um, And then Connor O'Brien was with Vladimir Kozlov, who I feel like I've heard that name, but it could just be a name from history as well. He was a he was a, a Russian dude who like had a little push ski at the beginning. Was he was he in the, the League of Nations or whatever? No, he's got to be. If you're like me, if you're like me, Derek, you might be thinking of that guy, Alex Kozlov, because that guy's funny as fuck. <laughs> I just, he's that wrestler. He's that wrestler. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He, he, he uh, used to be teamed with Rocky. That's why I was Forever, thinking. That's why I initially thought. Forever Hooligans. He was also signed too, but that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, Vladimir Kozlov, like his big, big run after his initial push was uh, tag teaming with Santino. Oh, okay. It was um, actually very funny. He was. Well, the, tea, the tea time with Seamus was the best. Yeah. The, it was this weird era where they kept trying to do 
giant foreign heels again and kept just gambling on the wrong dudes because this was also Heidenreich era. Heidenreich. Yeah. yeah, you had Heidenreich. You had, they had Matt Morgan for a while. He wasn't a foreign heel, but just another big just heel. Um, at him, Kali. They yeah. were trying. They are trying real hard. And now uh, getting that again in the year 2022. With the year of our Lord. Gunter. Oh, something, it's Gunter. Some things never change. You know, you know, what if he wanted to change his name? Uh, that Gunther? question hasn't been asked. It's been asked, but people just usually don't really talk about oh, okay. it. Okay. I mean, hey, Vince, I was talking to my father, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> And I'd like no. to change, and I'd like to change my name. Honestly, like, the fact that they at least abandoned the one trademark and got yes. rid of that, I will say, this is this is a hot take. I mean, he seems like a little enthralled by some of the that stuff from then. I mean, like just Brady, be- legitimately, the first time he saw like Green Comp and Imperium, he's like, oh, so they're just Nazis? Yeah, yeah, everyone thinks that. I mean, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's hard not to. And it's uh, it's you know. like, oh, buddy, I hope that didn't come from your brain. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it did. From like, even even Meltzer said this, and I've gotten this from Walter interviews. I think he's legitimately a leftist. So okay, yeah, yeah. But he, he just like I said, it's just I, I think he maybe well, like. And in Germany, it's like a crime. Any to... affiliation, <laughs> any affiliation to the Nazi yeah. party is like a from, federal. But he's offense. also Austrian. That's mm-hmm. oh, that's true. From what from what I've heard from people, like and I'll, I, this is just taking it, you know, on their word on it, is that in Germany, like the Ringkampf stuff does not come off as Nazi. Yeah, um, well, that, that is some of our, you know, just pre like preconceptions about stuff and like the way we. As, associate more German things with Nazism than someone in Germany would because that's just their culture versus yeah. like, you know, we, we, we're we quicker to make that. Then I'm out here at the fucking grocery store side-eyeing my sauerkraut. <laughs> See right there. See, that's called prejudice, Matt. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just it's because hey, it hurts I'm your a, tummy doesn't mean it's evil. I'm of the people, okay? I'm of the people. But. Except um, for the, the Imper- Dutch. The Imperium stuff, though, is obviously Ringkampf being done by Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that is where they, they leaned into some of the fat, the, the fascistic stuff. Uh, maybe accidentally, but they definitely did it. Yeah. Oh, let me think. Who's some famous Germans? Oh, uh, Adolf Hitler. Oh, we already got Dolph Ziggler. Damn it, Dolph. Jesus. <laughs> NXT Resumption was ran for over a year and there were 67 episodes. Yeah. Jesus. Well, because, it, because it was just an internet show. Um, and oh. international. And then it was international. And so, and they also just like, it was the hour before SmackDown. And so you did get, and we did get cut off right before you did announce the absolute wildest pairing here. Uh, Titus O'Neil versus Hornswoggle. Big guy, little guy. I like that the pro is Hornswoggle. I like that he's with Titus O'Neil. It's just, yes, yes, it's very fucking carny. But yes, that's always going to be really fun. It's really somebody who's super tiny with somebody who's super big. Yeah, like, and also just like, Titus Young was definitely like a decade older than Hornswoggle. Like, because Hornswoggle was signed at like 18. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Hornswoggle also has a new fan glory tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of Muppets yeah, so, tattoos. He loves the Muppets and Fraggle Rock. Mm. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'm sure totally uh, We got Darren Young and Chavo. Guerrero. Ooh, Chavo. And Derek oh, Bateman Chavo. with Daniel Bryan again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking instead of Chavo, it's Charo. That fucking like, oh, Charo. 
Yeah, and, and then the, and then the re the return of Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman. And this is where yeah. we get uh, Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman going on a date with the Bellas. And he's there in like, sweet American was, pants. Was it implied that both of the Bellas just wanted D Bry? Yeah, that was actually a that was, that was a like, storyline, and that was their gimmick, not just with D Bry. For yeah, a while. Wasn't no, D Bry no, also involved with kayfabe involved with someone else as well? Was he Gil, just like a fun- so yeah AJ. It was, uh, that was later. Oh. No, Gail Kim. Was he, just right. a, was he so just a man of the locker room? This well, he's I just with so. every mixed race diva they have. He was a short let's make king. The, let's make the short guy fuck. He That's was a short hilarious. king. Daniel he Bryan, that, short king. The thing is, is that they also did that with Dean Malenko. And so it, like, he was a ladies man. So I guess like Vince, like in his eyes, short wrestler guy, let's make him fuck. It's hilarious watching and, short and, people and, have and sex so, like, with him. At first good he was dating... He was dating Gail Kim, and then like the Bellas were feuding with Gail Kim, essentially for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> then he started, I guess, dating the Bellas. Got a Daniel Bryan on a pole match, hell yeah! <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Daniel Bryan on a pole, just Daniel Bryan's pole. <laughs> Daniel pole match. <laughs> no, but uh, the them on a date is one of the funniest. It's things, so good. EC3 Derek Bateman has really, really, really good comedic timing. Yeah, like so. I so it, this says that Titus O'Neil was never eliminated, moved to SmackDown. Darren Young never eliminated, moved to SmackDown. Derek Bateman never eliminated. So since we're in the last season where he appears, what's his story? Derek Bateman? Yeah. So he was signed for a while too, but he had like already blown out his knee by then. Oh. Um, and when he was Derek Bateman, like he just didn't really have anything. But he was so fucking funny, like. Yeah, and him and, and Brian have good it. chemistry. Like, so they just didn't see it as well as um, he definitely clashed with the somebody that ended up being like a head trainer, Lamont. Oh, okay. And so then he got fired, and then like out of nowhere in Impact, he was introduced as Dixie Carter's um, nephew. Nephew. And then he was just a top guy, and he beat everybody. Ooh. He beat, like, Kurt Angle and, like, mm-hmm. shit like that. Won the title, was undefeated. And then you could kind of see, like, oh, this guy's a good promo. This guy can do this. He just kind of needed it. Mm-hmm. But also, I just think he is a very, very weird guy. He's a really fucking weird guy. I'm learning and, this right now. Is he not actually related to Dixie Carter? No. No. Get the fuck up. My, Michael, Michael, new every day? Michael no. Hutter? I don't know. I don't know people's shoot name. I don't even know your shoot name. <laughs> I don't have it's one. Ethan Santos. It's 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 not of uh it's not of record like a lot of luchadors, <laughs> not a public record. That's 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 a shoot. Um, but um, yeah, like it, it just kind of like oh this guy's good. Like, he was never the best in the ring, but yeah, the dude could cut a promo. I think like I said, his problem is that he's weak. Yeah, like, I don't think I don't think that anybody would get him without a character, and he didn't get like a real character. Yeah, that, like that Vince could hold on to him. Like I know what this mm. is until easy. But where he was, Sam, EC3 is the chaotic evil to Sami Zayn in real life being chaotic good. Yeah, yeah. They are the mm. they are cut from the same cloth, and, but just opposite ends of it. And maybe the clips you yeah. sent were like the extent of it being great. You know, yeah, like no, pretty much. Like so, this one does seem though like that. What I think you're getting there too is so wait, for this one for the 67 episodes, they were just these parents were just fucking around on the internet together yeah it just it literally just became like a show because we didn't talk um, about this with the last seasons but it used to like striker gets like fucking kidnapped in it (laughs) yeah Uh, so okay there's a wedding 
They get wild. Because in the last seasons, at least kayfabe, the whole thing is like there's a, a fan vote and then there's the pros. They vote and, and that's who decides who goes on and whatnot. But in this NXT Redemption, are all, all voting out the window? Yeah, so just- like uh, a bunch of people were eliminated early and then it was just like th- it was Titus, Darren Young and Derek Bateman who were just hanging out the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> for like a year. And then a bunch of a bunch of women, apparently. And you know what? I mean, I guess that's great. But it, I, so, but it, and was this just being the elite? No, it, no, it it was literally just like a random show. Like it was like the weirdest thing because it was like just like there was storyline, there was all this other shit, and it's because they stopped caring about it. But there was a writer there that like this was his baby, like, Freddie Prince Jr. Like, it wasn't Freddie Prince Jr. Um, but it's like this is where they could all go and kind of get reps and get like flex their chops and do all these different things and that's why like they just like they kind of got free reign and they said it was kind of fun because it's like you can go out there and you cut these weird promos like Johnny Curtis became like this really creepy like like let's get weird dude it was wild shit and it's like oh you get to like kind of see some depth and dimension and it it just it was odd and it wasn't necessarily good were they still wrestling at all yeah oh yeah totally okay okay and you would get guys like tyson kidd and tremperetta and whoever's on the low card end up on that show and doing shit and michael mcgillicuddy (laughs) hitting the mcgillicutter left and right Um, hell yeah what a fucking name um but no it just like it was just became like this odd like its own little thing like which is really fucking weird that like shit like that can happen in a place like wwe oh where it's just, it gets like just like forgotten about so much that like they can just kind of have free reign like what was happening with like 205 live for a while yeah but it's like yeah go out there and just do whatever and so then they would also Derek bateman didn't show up until week 17 <laughs> I got injured. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, so I know that we're so that you know we we won't give you too much of the juice for the next era. But oh no, there's one more thing. Does, there's one more thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, there was a lost season. Yep. Where they shot, they shot the promo videos for it, and the the contestants were Xavier Woods, Seth. Wait, his name was Xavier already. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he was he, already signed. I thought he had a different name in the beginning. He, that was in, Creed? Yeah, in that was an impact. Was an oh, impact. okay, okay. Impact in New Japan. Um, so we had Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Leo Kruger, who uh, is Adam Rose. Adam Rose. Oh, oh Rosebud. This this fucking character I thought was really cool. It was like this South African like hunter. Okay, Craven the Hunter. It was really. Cool. It was, like it was cool Craven. Idea. Yeah, it was one hundred percent Craven. So I know the it was name Adam Rose that was doing. I know it. the name Adam Rose. Why? Uh, his, so it's his rosebuds. Time all the time. Yeah, he became British party guy, and you see pictures of the rosebuds that were like uh, fucking Braun Strowman, Becky Lynch, like all sorts of people that weren't people yet, weren't like names yet. Were ever he fought the rosebuds. bunny for a while? Like, uh, ever he had a feud with the bunny? Rowan. No, the bunny. Like I don't. I don't know. Like it the bunny a, from AEW. No, a, a, an actual person in a bunny suit. Oh, I thought you were talking about what the Wyatt family. 
I'm not talking about Big Red. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are we getting yeah. an insight into there one of these size fever dreams? There was a there was a giant man in a bunny suit in this big like I don't know glass cage he had. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, I don't I don't have any recollection of Adam Rose except it for was the name. Russell it was Russell Brand, but like they wrestled. Tight. Yeah, and he's a Russell he, Brand. He is a uh you know, domestic abuser. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck that dude. And then uh Honeyko, who became Sinkara. I probably whitewashed that name to hell. Honeyko. 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 Honeycomb. <laughs> What's funny? Coming to the it, ring. It's honeycomb. This is how much they didn't care at this time. So Hunico, um, he you. ended up like uh, like debuting anyways for a while as before he was. So he de- like he debuted as the second Sin Cara, but then like oh. other Sin Cara came back, and so they battled for Sin Cara. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool. It's something that will happen there. Yeah. And so um, they actually had a mask versus mask mask match in Mexico City. And then he, that's when he really became Hunico, and he was just like a cholo character with his heavy, who was named Camacho, but wasn't Mexican or anything at all. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Samoan because it's Tangaloa. Oh, of Destiny. okay. Oh, um, a little bike to the ring once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then also Jinder Mahal, uh, Damien Sandow, who uh, I think I know. Huge miss. I think I know his name just from uh, Isai. Miz Dow. Miz Dow. So he was uh, the Miz's stunt double. And so Miz would get like be getting beat up like inside the ring. And outside the ring, he'd be like pantomiming all of it. Oh. It was really fun. It's so good. Um, and then Bo Dallas. And then before he, the, he tragically lost his last name, Big E Langston. You got Got a lot of uh, former NXT champions in there. Yeah, like this was like what NXT became, right? For kind kind of of. like because Roman showed up and like there were a lot more people, but well, like Roman was already there in like FCW, like Liaki. Roman's on like two episodes of NXT. Oh, okay. So at what point do they make a decision of like, all right, we're done with doing this fucking reality show? It's not working, or we're not caring. And before it's, we get in, so obviously we won't get into what exactly comes next, but what's the catalyst for the change? The Triple H kind of starts heading up developmental, and they're just realizing that they need a, an even better system. FCW, mm. for everything it is, it, it, it was just still really disconnected. Um, mm. And it was better than OBW and Deep South, and which was better than like Heartland Wrestling, which was better than when they just used to send people to Puerto Rico <laughs> and forget about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That happened to a guy. Mm. And he's just the, hanging the, out with fucking Carlos Colon. And yeah, they said, like, are they going to send me my, 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 to, my plane like, ticket home? To go like get seasoned and everything. And then this like didn't do anything with them. And then, and then like he got fired. And then Vince the next week was like, all right, we're bringing him in. Are you doing this? Like, no, he's fired. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What a fucking weird. Fucking, fucking weird. Um, very, very weird. This is a company that once hired the wrong one-legged wrestler. So. <laughs> True. And True. that guy is also now in charge, like, has some power again. Um, Johnny Ace is a fucking, that's a double just need <gasps> Yeah, his I bet fucking, we'll do a Johnny Ace episode. His crimes against the business. <laughs> and Johnny Ace himself will not be invited, but something tells me he'll still show up. <laughs> he always does. Um. So yeah, Triple H kind of took over developmental, and so they moved it all to... Um, it was in Tampa, 
and then moved it to Orlando. He got like that partnership with Full Sail, mm-hmm. okay, and shit, like, and shit like that. And like he wanted to make this like he wanted to be it, like have it different and actually like, really have like WWE like really run it. Whereas before, like Steve Kern owned FCW. Um, he was like the the guy there, and it's like they would kind of almost like license it out. Same with like OVW was already a thing made by the fucking Nightmare Danny Davis. Him and Cornette were like the guys, and they owned that. And so it's really kind of putting it under their own banner. And that show had just run its course. Nobody gave a fuck. Like, done. We don't need to fill these other time slots anymore because I think they're just running out some TV contracts with their international stuff. And so then they just took the name, like, all right, we're just gonna take this name. Like, we like the name. They already had all the branding made. They had all like the ring aprons and shit like that. Like, I, I would not be surprised if that was like the final thing. It's like, oh yeah, and we also don't have to make anything new for this place. Yeah. And so yeah. then it became like FCW just got a fresh coat of paint and a new building, and they're like, all right, let's just make this into a a TV show so they can get reps, but it's only gonna be on Hulu. So it's like they wanted a, like a, a deal with Hulu so they could do that and like kind of you know get their foot in the door there, have an exclusive show, make a little coin, but then it's you know developmental. And it's but and it's kind of uh Triple H's it's his baby to sort of show like, oh, I can run a WWE brand yeah. wrestling promotion just in case when the old fucking man croaks. Yeah, and I mean cuz we'll see what he'll see what daddy can do. His his first venture into kind of running things wasn't good because his first big move was he was the one that pushed to sign Sin Cara. Mm. Mm. Which could have worked like if they had a developmental system to like prove him on TV. No, because they would have known it didn't work and like gone back to the drawing board with it if they had seen it. And we could talk about this more next week, but it's so interesting how like Triple H, who is the fucking the indie killer Mm -hmm. of of his of his day becomes the the ambassador uh, for that that style of wrestling into the WWE culture, yeah. Well, it's even even like even like really funny about that because it wasn't just like all of a sudden he was like that. It was like um, even when he was running NXT, like he still had a bit of that mindset. So they brought in the American Wolves once um, for an extended tryout, and then they also got on TV. American Wolves are Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. Okay, hmm. big big on the Indies, Ring of Honor tag champs, like. They were the work guys, PWG, like all this shit. Do you think a lot of it was Regal's influence? Regal, I think it was. Because Regal's going to PWG and shit. Yeah, they bring him in, and they're like, yeah, you guys are great. You guys did a good match. Like, this was, you know, fucked up or whatever. But they're like, yeah, we, but you know what? We already got a Tyson kid. <laughs> like, you know, a shortcut that can work. So it's like... We just don't have anything for you here. Yeah, so even still, like, when NXT was going and starting, like, in this developmental thing, he still had that. But that kind of will lead the way into what we'll talk about next episode. Yeah. Which is, ooh, when it starts, they start turning up the indie. Yeah, baby. But there's still still the first part, so we'll we'll decide how we're going to talk about this. There's a good chunk that's so weird. Yeah. Uh... I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just kind of start it off like when you have like this weird team of Sylvester Lafort, Scott Dawson, and Alexander Rusev, it's the, just the weirdest thing. Like none of those make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, we're ne- so next week we'll be in the uh, uh, the growing pains era. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Boner. Boner. We'll talk about Kirk Cameron. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was a little yep. boy. 
Yep. The one of the greatest TV theme songs of all time. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, but for better or worse, that's that's the reality that's, show era, right? That's the I mean, beginning. It, it, the... it, it was a a pre-show. It was something to get the crowd heated up. Uh, that then they had to fill some yeah TV did time on, work. On, on sci-fi because ECW didn't work out. Yeah. So it was a bunch of shit not working out. And it was only two years. We talked about a lot of shit, and it was two years. Yeah. Most yeah yeah. <laughs> And one of the years we literally said, oh, there was 67 episodes. I was going to say, most of it all happened in one year, and then yeah. there was one year of, one of, it, most of, of it whatever happened the fuck. Six months. <laughs> it's wild, like, but... Like, that is that, wild. Like, they, they did three seasons of a show in under a year. Like, Well, I mean, that's the American Idol model. That's the Dancing with the Stars but model. That's, that's even faster than those, because those yeah. have, you know, the, like... They just have two per year. Yeah. WWE. I mean, that's Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. That, yeah, that's, that's the true. level that WWE was just, producing a reality show at that level. Back just then. fucking two fucking seven hour episodes a week. God, I hate, yeah. I hate, I hate it. Um, well, they don't, they don't got an off season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Um, do you have maybe one question we can answer? I, before we do that, yes, I did want to sorry. ask in I'm this, sorry, in this, no, 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 you're totally good. Uh, in this era of NXT, did we have any NXT exclusive shows or like a, like a, like a, uh, not obviously I know they weren't takeovers yet, no. but was there any sort of God, NXT? No. They were just like, get this ugly stepchild away from us. <laughs> yes. It's like, okay. we brought this ugly stepchild into our house, but we still hate them. Yeah. But do not let him speak when there's company. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I do have one question and that I, you know, had saved last from last yeah, time and yeah. it's it's very fitting. So I'm glad I saved it. If you could re, re if you could reboot a show that got canceled, what would it be? NXT. <laughs> uh, stop, I mean, stop it. You. Hey, stop it. You NXT 1.0 would be my legitimate answer, but yeah. I know that's not really what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, um, there aren't any shows that ended that you're like, fuck, I wish I could. Oh, I definitely do. That. Just the league. No, that show ran its fucking course. It, I still love it. I, I like all the people on it, so that's... Yeah, helpful. I went like a rebrand of uh, Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, and Seth Rogen. <laughs> that's what I would want. And Nick Kroll. Um, well, and Dirty Randy's got to be there. Yeah, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah. Oh, no. That, oh, that's... I meant... What's uh, Jason Manzukis' character? Rafi. Yeah, I said him second. He's oh, okay. my favorite <laughs> human being. Raphael? Yeah. Um, oh, and also fucking uh, fake Keith Buckley. Oh, John Lajoie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Me? I, I know I know mine, but I don't... It's not a popular show, but I was really into that Will Forte show, Last Man on Earth, and it got canceled. Yo, I heard it was great. It is I great. loved it. I loved it, and it Brady got canceled. Was just talking at, about that yesterday. Too. It got canceled after a cliffhanger, and I was like, I really wish I, you know, I w- it would be nice to have a resolution to that show. So I would love if See, Last Man is, got I rebooted. I don't like this question because one of my favorite shows did get like rebooted, and it made it suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, iCarly, iCarly, Arrested, 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 Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you I mean How I Met Your Father? Yeah, dude, Hillary Hillary Duff's gonna gonna crush it. Like, I like Hillary Duff. I'm yeah. I'm rooting for the show, but I'm sorry. How I Met Your Mother fucking spoiled the goddamn milk of the whole franchise. Uh, that last fucking season makes me so mad. So I mad. loved that show. Same, same. That last season fucking took a dookie in my fucking milkshake, baby. This is impossible because they made a shitty ass, bullshit ass, fucking not even movie movie. I would have loved if The Sopranos never stopped. <laughs> And just more James Gandolfini.
Ralphini before before he went bye bye. Um, after like watching The Sopranos, be like, oh yeah, that show could have kept going, kept the same quality, and been wonderful. The ending is perfect in my opinion, but uh, yeah, I guess I don't. That doesn't count. I don't want to reboot. Maybe the show reboot. I would want a reboot of reboot. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Um, but no, like I'm a fucking just called boot. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Let's see. Um, am I crazy? Are they re? They I think they already are rebooting Punked. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, that's what you want a reboot of Punked. Dude, I like when celebrities get pranked. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of a show that I wasn't satisfied. Like, every... <laughs> wait, never mind. The reboot looks like it sucks. It's hosted by Chance the Rapper, and it, like, oh, tight. So it's gonna be about Jesus. Ah, nice. He's Christian. Nice. <laughs> He's like, you got punked by the Dude, Lord. You I, that's the thing. I'm like, and no disrespect to Chance the Rapper, but it's like well, you, this guy's gonna be pulling those hardcore edgy pranks. I don't think so. Um, that man could not date Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> he could not it's, be topped by a great actress like that. It's to me. Um, I, yeah, like, it's Demi Mario. Uh, <laughs> that's stupid. That's right. So now, good. oh, great. Now the Demi stands are coming, dude. All the shows that I like either went on too long or ended at the right time. Uh, you I, know how to pick them. Like, I don't want more The Office. I don't want more Breaking Bad. I don't want more, uh, yeah. About lost. No. Fuck <laughs> Lost. Um, yeah, I I guess I don't have an answer. Maybe the Spider Man, the, the Spider Man cartoon, um, because it was like it ended abruptly, and there was they were doing some weird shit. Um, yeah. Arrested Development used to be my absolute favorite show, like hands down, no question. And I still love those first three seasons, but after that experience, I never wish for this to happen. Yeah, I um, mean, just hope for a if it does happen for it to be a good version of that. You know, like. You know, Mad Max Fury Road and stuff like that. Like, so coming from a good creator that knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I had. See, the thing is, like, at this point, a reboot of any of these shows is dumb. But, like, Freaks and Geeks, that show ended way too soon. That, that's actually more. the one. I would trust the people involved in that show to maybe, like, oh, man. A tell a now. And if it, Paul an interesting story. Now. They're all the parents now. That's true. That's true. Like, and, and he's and got just a, a, have James Franco's character die in a fire off screen. Okay, yeah. if we're if we're thinking, okay, if we're thinking, that's about, my like, answer actually. With the kids and everything, um, okay, okay, um, it'd be basically be this is forty two. Yeah, but well, saying, Paul, I, Paul Paul Feig has that like that pull now from doing like all because not only did he do Bridesmaid, what was the he did something recently that was huge Ghostbusters. So he did do Ghostbusters, but there's something even after that that like uh, I now might be the time. Yeah, and so thinking that way of things that could happen, um, the many scenes of Newark, the Sopranos movie. Well, I wanted it to be Sopranos babies, like Muppet babies, and oh. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't Tony and his antics in high school. That's what I want. I want Tony and his antics in high school. I want it to be. I want that. I want it. Um, Sopranos or, High. Um, Sopranos also, High. Ink Master was recently canceled. I would like that to be rebooted. 
Was that yes. the, was, is that the tattoo show where um, they got shut down from because of COVID and there was a lady, one of the contestants, coughing all over? Uh, yeah, so they so, they someone. filmed they filmed the thing before COVID happened, and then never did their life finale because one of the tattoo artists, the one who dated Kat Von D, um, uh, he had there were pictures of him from a very 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 long time ago with blackface. And so he couldn't be. That's the thing about the show is the hosts like Dave Navarro has been there and the judges have been the same the entire show. No changes. And Dave Navarro is not doing anything else. You know, Dave Navarro fucking rocks in this show. I love Dave Navarro until I look him up a little bit. Yeah, on the surface, he's, he's kind of just he's, a fun, uh, a fun character from used, the early two thousands. Yeah, anyway. he used to be a big old Republican. Now he's a libertarian. So uh. Ugh, somehow it gets worse, dude. I don't understand. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I just, I'm in the middle of Ink Master, and I don't want it to end because you know what? It shuts my fucking brain down, and I love it. Yeah. yeah. My my other one legit answer, just because like it didn't get to live it the life it should have is the my brother my brother me tv show yeah it was six episodes on CISO. then CISO died more of that would be fun it's hilarious it's such a good show yeah yeah i would like that's a good jay leno maybe hey thanks very much wow wow years into this show Derek finally feels comfortable enough to share that uh yeah, he just really wants that Jay Leno show back. Or yeah. you want you want Leno's Garage? Well, I want the live action uh, Crimson Shin TV show featuring Jay Leno as the okay. Crimson Shin. I'm back. I'm back. I'm okay. on board. I'm back on board. Talk, uh, buy me a car. Uh, okay, this part, this segment has gone on way too long. Yep, now, unfortunately, we have to end the show with a Jay Leno impersonation. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, oh. Uh, Prestige Wrestling. We're sponsored oh, baby. it, baby. Depending on when you listen to this, it may have already happened. I think. Oh yeah, this is it's probably already happened at this point. It rocked. Uh, yeah, you could probably watch. Can you watch playbacks? On? Yeah, you should probably yeah, go back to IW, yeah. IWTV and see so if you good. can rewatch it. It was we, so we had good. such a great time there. It yeah. was so awesome when Alistair Black picked me out of the audience to be his new tag team partner. And then we won the titles, and I was like Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brody King came out and fucking killed you. Yeah, and then Brody King killed me. And I ate a slice of pizza. Yeah. Now now I'm post-mortem. In the ring. <laughs> yeah. I, it was wild before. You know, I I, I knew my, my husband, Dan Housen. <laughs> yeah. When Zach and Dan Housen got married in the ring with like a Vegas... Uh, like, that's um, the thing. Is I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, sometimes a wild night just happens and you have to go on to IWTV and watch it again. Yeah, it and was, again. It was weird when commentary turned off and they asked me to do it from home. From home? And I yeah. didn't know shit. And he, wasn't, and he wasn't even watching. Yeah. That's the thing. I was, you, I, I, I was busy that night and then I got the call from William and so I had to, yeah. I had to hop on with my little setup and... Yeah. We just hear you cooking in the in the kitchen and, and taking just, poops when you had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Bussy versus, according to my notes here, movie young and oh, a Zelda character. Yeah. <laughs> All the hilarity and and sincerity that ensued. Yeah, but um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hope you like our our newish new format. Because uh, I enjoy it. I'm having a good time. I consider myself the brawn breaker of the new format. Just calling <laughs> I that. do too. I do too. I consider myself the Von Wacker. Mm. 
Well, mm, can I interesting. Be, can I be the Ikaminjiro? No. I'm not wacky mm. enough. Yeah. I think if anything, you're the Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> oh, fuck. You get to be two of them? Who am I? <laughs> no, I'm Briggs, you're Jensen. Okay, cool. <laughs> they're legitimately like my most hated fucking piece. Yeah, they're... I, I, what I've heard is terrible. Um... But yeah, we'll be back talking more NXT until we're done talking about NXT. Um, we'll talk about something else. Yep. Something else. And so on and so forth until you fucking pry it from our cold dead hands. And yep. also by this time, you know, this like this is just to you guys too. Like we had already probably done like three episodes, so like they all know the deal by now. That's true. You get it by That's now. True. You get it by now. Either you either you're tuning in or you're not. Yeah. It's weird recording episodes without releasing them because yeah. we forget that we yeah. that people will it makes we'll me feel extra, it makes me feel for sure mentally like unstable when I'm just like referring to things that no one else has actually listened to yet. <laughs> but that makes us like every other professional podcast. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah. right now I'm just yelling into the void about Terry Funk. But for those yeah. who know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Thank you very much, Matt. You're um, welcome, Terry. I will die for you, and I'll kill. I'll kill three of my friends. For you. <laughs> Jesus. But that's it. Um. Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time. And Allegedly to some. WrestleBoys316 says, uh, go get some full pen, consensually. Get pen, get sauced, get bossed. <laughs>